0: Hey, welcome back. Certainly glad you could join us today.
1: you allowed me into your home welcome back to definitely not art where you get an inside look into being an independent artist i'm your host jalen holston and with me today is the lovely the talented the always beautiful kate aka bellatrix how are you doing today
0: i'm doing excellent thank you so much for having me
1: no problem Do you have a good holiday break everybody get to see each other with the, the family and whatnot
0: I, yeah I actually didn't get to see all of my family but that is that's okay you know it's a uh, weird times we're living in and it was it was still a little hectic but overall it was it was good holidays so, good yeah
1: good that's what we like to hear you yes know? <laughs> mm-hmm. well let's get this show on the road usually how we start the show is I like to ask all the artists that come on like tell me about your art journey if, if you will like when did you start loving art period than like how sure. to transition into the career and, and whatnot.
0: Sure. So I've always been interested in art, like as long as I can remember. Um like ever since I was a young kid, I actually was homeschooled and I remember going to the library and getting books out on like how to draw. And back then I was mostly interested in drawing animals and I would spend a lot of my spare time drawing horses and dogs, because I've, I've always loved animals. And I had a lot of people when I was young tell me that I was like, quote unquote, good at art. And I don't even really know if that was true or not. But I think the fact that I enjoyed it, along with that encouragement of being told I was good, really pushed me to pursue it. And for the longest time, like into my teen years and early college years, I really did think... That I was like the bomb.com at art, (laughs) which (laughs) looking back at my old stuff, I had so much to learn. But in a way, I'm thankful for that early confidence because it allowed me to keep chasing after it without second guessing myself. Like I think so many of us artists do um, and just fall in love with it. And then when I hit college age, um, I was a dummy and I followed the boy that I was dating at the time to a very small Christian college with a (laughs) very small art program. Um, and for the first year of school, I enrolled in that art program and with the intention of graduating and pursuing illustration, um... But I had kind of some really, like, I, I I would consider now mess of views back then, and I never expected to make a lot of money with it and would, just wanted it to be, like, kind of a side thing as, like, a little housewife type deal. I was like, well, I'll marry this guy and it'll just be some extra income type of a deal. It's right. um, just not what I, I want to do now. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> that relationship actually fell apart. And I was like, well, I can't do this anymore because I can't make any money with it. So I'm just gonna quit. (laughs) And uh, I think a lot of that was just I was 19 and and dumb and I didn't really know what to do after a breakup and I wanted to reinvent myself. So I actually completely walked away from art for about six years after that I yeah I switched my degree to psychology so that's what I got my BA in um which ironically I didn't end up doing that either but um (laughs) you know that's that's life for you it's full of surprises Uh, I I worked at a crisis center for like a hot minute after I graduated and that was about it um so after a variety of jobs in that five to six years which some of them I liked more than others I think there was always this like slow burn in the back of my mind um, to want to come back to art. And it just kind of grew and grew because I've always just loved it so much. And I was working a job that I really didn't love and I I started to pick it up again Um, and just do kind of my own projects. Um, And this was probably about... Oh, I don't even know. Four or five years ago now at this point. And actually, it might have been a little bit longer than that. Um, Because four or five years ago is when I took the step to leave that job and become a full-time illustrator. I was able to uh, look at it and be like, this is what I really love. This is what I want to be doing. And I think I was wrong. I think I can pursue this and make money with it. And to me, pursuing something that I love and am passionate about is just so worth it. So I did finally leave the nine to five job, started doing freelancing, and that's what I have been doing ever since. Wow, that
1: is that is quite the the twist and turns of how to get to where we are. But I mean, that's crazy cool, man. I mean, a lot of, you know, ups and downs, obviously, but yes. Yes. At least we got to where where we're at now. You know?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yep. I'm so jealous that you, like, have that foundation of drawing animals, by the way. Like, cause it's just one of those... I'm one of those people that's like, I cannot. I hate drawing animals. I, <laughs> I can't do it. When people ask them for them on commissions, I'm like, are you sure? When I send them a sample, and they're like, yeah, that looks fine. I'm like, no, it doesn't. It does <laughs> <You're> not look
0: like-, <laughs> like a dog. Yeah, I, I don't actually do as many animals these days, but... I will say I am thankful for that background because even like just recently I did a Lord of the Rings piece um, of Pelennor Fields and I put so many horses in it and I still, like there was still a part of me that was like, why did I do this to myself? But it wasn't <laughs> as bad as it could have been because I was like, oh, I vaguely remember. <laughs> I vaguely remember this horse anatomy from when I was a kid, you know? It's in there so, somewhere.
1: It's got to yeah. keep into these files, you know? It's yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: It just takes a while to like load you know
1: yeah i think at, at least from a, a fan perspective here of yours i i i like how uh when you you do these pieces with uh human interactions uh, you, you mm-hmm. really have a sense of like capturing that like kind of intimacy that people have when they make these real connections whether it's like friends or people that are you know dating each other like whatever um like what where do you kind of get that that energy to put into it as an artist? Because I think, like, some people sometimes say, like, my style is pretty high energy. Like, it's very kind of loud and it reflects us, you know what I mean? So where do you think kind of that part of your style comes from?
0: Oh, I think I'm a hopeless romantic and I just put all of my my excess emotions (laughs) into my pieces. (laughs) Um, I really love storytelling and I've always just really... I, I mean I say that jokingly, but it's it's kind of true that like I love emotion and I always have really wanted to just be able to like take that emotion, whether it be like you said a friendship or a relationship and I want to be able to to take those that storytelling aspect of that and put it into a piece and really capture that um and make people stop and and like you know wonder what's going on there what the story is um because I think that that's something that we all can relate to you as people. You know, we we all experience emotions um and that's something that's very relatable, you know? Um and I really love that about being human is being able to like really feel and I just want to capture that in my work. So that's kind of where that comes from. And sometimes I just have my little emo days where I'm like I just feel way too much and then I just <laughs> paint it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't we all, man? Don't mm-hmm. we all? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Uh so what is it about being, you know, an indie artist that, that you like the most?
0: Um, well, kind of going off of what I just said, I love getting to create stories. Um, I've always been someone who loves storytelling and I mean not just in art, but in movies and singing and all of all different aspects. Um and a lot of times I'll get ideas from something that I've gone through, whether it be like personally or, you know, listening to friends and what they've gone through or from listening to music. And I'm like, oh, that would make a great piece. Uh, And I get really inspired by that. And I love that I can take that and turn it into a work of art. And I also love taking my clients' ideas and characters and bringing them to life um i've gotten to work on some projects that i really love and that's another thing that i really love about being an independent artist is that you get to work with some on some really cool projects and meet some amazing people along the way um some of my best friends i've met from this job and i think that's pretty amazing uh, i really think that the world of art is just like one of the most beautiful places i like there's so many beautiful souls that exist here um And I just really love that, you know? I just think that that's so cool.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, So what are some of your, at least your goals that you have for your art career? And, like, how are you kind of, like, putting some things in place to get them to move forward?
0: Sure. So I'll be honest. Like, for a while, like, people would ask me this question. And I had a hard time answering this because I... And am just so all over the place that it's it was hard for me to pin down exactly like what I wanted to be doing in the world of art. Um, and a lot of my favorite things to do are like create my own pieces. It kind of falls into the realm of like fine art. And that's really hard to break into. Um, but I'm learning like there's ways to do that and still expand and make money. Um, so I have gotten a little bit better about being like, okay, what are some, what are some things we can do that you love? And also, you know, um, like actually having set goals for myself. So I actually have sat down this last year and and made some. So currently uh, I really want to delve more into illustrating, especially for books. Um, for a long time, the idea of illustrating books kind of like scared me because I think of that and I think of like just children's books, and I'd be like, I don't want to be a children's book illustrator.
1: No, you don't. But <laughs>
0: you you don't, I promise. <laughs> but I think that there's, like, so much more to the realm of, like, illustrating books than just that. Um, I've seen some amazing um, book illustrations this past year for, like, YA books or even just, like, uh, adult literature. And I'd love to do some uh, book covers or even you know just just something very unique something that has my own flavor to it that maybe hasn't been seen out there yet um i love creating like really beautiful things like i i don't remember the title of it but i saw a book just recently that had like all of the books were kind of like gold leafed and the cover was just gorgeous and i was like oh i would love to do a book like that um I've always really loved to read, so I feel like that ties in really well. So that's currently one of mine, and how I'm going about like starting that is I'm, I actually just started to write my own short fiction, um, and I'm planning on doing illustrations for that. So not sure how long that's going to take, but hopefully within the next year, year and a half, um, I'm planning on having that out. Um, I'm really excited about that. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. <laughs> uh, I also would love to do some product design and get my art on some wine or beer labels. Um, I'm a bit of a foodie, and I've started to learn a bit more this last year about spirits. And I love the art that they use on the labels. And I think it yeah. would be really awesome to get to pair like my love for food and wine with like together with my love for art. And I think my art could actually like would actually look great. Um, and so I've started reaching out to some companies and doing some like mock designs and procreate just to see if they have any interest in my work. And obviously that's a process too, but I'm working on that one. Yeah. Um, I really would like to get my work into some local Chicago galleries Or even just some like coffee shops here. I love building communities, and Chicago has a wonderful art scene. Uh, So again, I started to reach out to some of the curators and see if there's any openings for this next year. Again, COVID is a thing, but um, it never hurts to start reaching out and being proactive on that. And lastly, I eventually want to table at Lightbox Expo. Um, Lightbox is my absolute favorite convention I've ever been to, and there are so many artists there that I really look up to. Um, I don't think it will happen for a few years, but this last year I was able to get into New York Comic Con and C2E2, and I was really proud of myself for that. I didn't think that would happen for a few years either. So it just goes to show like you never know until you try. So yeah, those are some of my current goals.
1: Absolutely. I, uh, I don't, you know, Instagram is a, a finicky little application but I did you know catch back up and saw that you went to CTV2 and I was like damn mm-hmm. that is so amazing <laughs> yeah. like she's at the thing she's doing it yeah and uh man how was that like what was it like being like tabling and having to interact with people and all that kind of stuff
0: it was really good um I love going to conventions for a variety of reasons like I'm a huge nerd so I love being around other nerds um it's it's an amazing feeling to actually get into those conventions, because I didn't even really get to experience a con until, I want to say the end of 2019 was, like, the first convention that I even went to. So I'm relatively new to the world of conventions, so to go from, like, just, you know, going and seeing New York Comic Con... I don't even know like a year and a half ago and being like oh wow this is amazing like I hope that I get to be here someday like these artists are just so good then to like turn around and this year I applied really just on a whim you know being like ah whatever I'm just gonna apply like there's no way in heck I'm gonna get in but (laughs) (laughs) I'm just gonna do it because you don't know unless you try and um I got into like basically all of the read pop cons and I didn't go to all of them. Cause obviously like travel costs are a lot, but I did cho- choose to go to, Ch- I'm in Chicago. So that one's a little bit easier. Um, and then I chose to go to New York and it was just so cool. You know, like it's so cool to be there with these other artists that I just really admire and to meet so many people and see people get excited about your work. And, um, I really think too with stuff like that you just never know what opportunities um that opens. You never know who you're going to meet and who's going to see your work. So, yeah, it was super cool.
1: That's awesome, man. I I'm, yeah. I'm so glad that you, you know, you took the took the leap and just did it and did the thing and it worked out really well for you. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Um, so what have been some of your, like, favorite projects through this kind of this period of, of being a freelancer? Whether it was just, like, something you did for yourself or, like, a commission, you know, whatever.
0: Sure. So, actually, a lot talking about the conventions. Um, through one of the conventions, um, I actually, well, I didn't meet her, but my sister met Lucy Christian. I don't know if you know who that is, but she's a pretty famous voice actress um and she asked me to create illustrations for two of her characters that she's voiced so i got to do an illustration of nami from one piece and uh, aloise from black butler wow and that was absolutely incredible and so much fun to work on and she's she's just a gem she's so sweet um and so those actually, I haven't posted them yet. I'm waiting for, to make sure that she's, like, released them on her end. Um, but that, that's that been, like, my favorite project in recent times. Uh, I also did a seven-piece series, I think that was about a year and a half ago. It was based off an old English ballad called Maddie Groves. And it was an absolute blast to just get to, like tell this story and the person who commissioned me gave me a lot of freedom with it and I absolutely loved it because again like I love storytelling so it was really cool to take this song and like get to turn it into this like series of art pieces I thought that was like really neat Um, other than that I feel like at the start of COVID um, I did another series of like five or six pieces that was based off of music at the time that got me through, like, that time. Because, you know, it was, it was a little... Yeah. I've gone through a little bit of rough patch, and I called it my mixtape series. <laughs> um, and they turned out to be some of my favorite pieces that I've done to date, and I think a lot of that had to do with just the strong emotions behind it and the fact that, like, I really loved what I was creating, and I took the opportunity to really just let myself explore, even though I was going through a tough time when I made them, and... um yeah, I don't know. I guess I like turning music into art. I, I don't know why that is, but
1: <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> but it seems it really to work is.
0: out. Yeah, it is. It's, it's cool to pair the two together.
1: Yeah, they're, they, I mean, sometimes they're almost synonymous, you know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. you know, every album has a, a cover, so there's some yep. kind of art has to go into it. So That's um, true.
0: Yeah, it's you know, true. that makes
1: perfect sense. Yeah, and stuff always looks great. Again, jealous of your ability to watercolor to this day. It will never <laughs> cease to amaze me. Um, thank you well of course of course um Mm -hmm. obviously you know I met you through stream Mm -hmm. um so tell me about like how did you get started as a streamer like that kind of journey because it's one thing to be an independent artist but it's another thing to be like I'm going to do this and also try to make it on twitch or at least get you know a, a decent following on twitch
0: sure so I was like thinking back I I think I started streaming in early 2018, which is really crazy because it doesn't seem like it's been that long. <laughs> um, and at the time I was just getting into freelance um, and I was trying to get better about my scheduling and staying on track. And I also had just like moved into my, or I'd, I'd moved into my own little studio space, which really was just the upstairs room of my house at the time. And I lived in a small Little town, and I didn't really have any other art people there, so it's kind of isolated. And, um, I I wanted more of an art community. Uh, and I didn't know anything about Twitch at the time, but I played a lot more video games back then, and the group of guys that I played video games with were like, hey, you should stream your art on Twitch. And I was like, I don't even... Is, what is that? So <laughs> <laughs> I decided to look into it more and was like, okay, this is cool. Like, yeah, I'll go for it. So when I started out, it was just very basic. Started out with just like a extremely basic camera and um, I really enjoyed it. Um, obviously, in 2018, Twitch was kind of a, in a different it was it was a different place, you know, it was earlier days on Twitch. Twitch art was, um, I don't know, it was, I want to say a little bit bigger than it is now, but maybe that's not true. Um, but I really went for it. I was streaming, like, five days a week for five hours at a time. I really pushed for partner, and for a while there, like, I, I actually made the numbers for partner and I was like really excited um and I applied and I got rejected and that is very common for streamers uh, a lot of times you have to apply several times but at the time I was like super bummed um and I kind of ran into what a lot of streamers run into which is just you know burnout fatigue and you know mental health and um just just life things, you know, yeah, so I backed way off on my scheduling stuff and I really took a look at like what I wanted to be doing um kind of came to the realization that like i I love to stream, but at the end of the day like I really want to be a freelance artist, and so I kind of have revamped it a lot I still do stream um but I'm not as consistent with. My schedule, like I kind of just stream when I can, especially since now that I've moved to Chicago, uh, I am working a part time job as well, just because Chicago's a lot more expensive than where I was living before. Um, so I do stream when I can. But coming into the new year, uh, I'm going to try to stream more days and I'm going to start streaming on YouTube as well. I do feel very blessed because I have an amazing community that has just been very, very just a blessing. Um, they show up no matter how long it's been since I've been <laughs> online. They're very supportive. And, and overall, I just feel like Twitch has been um, just a great place. I think there's a lot of really good people on there. I've met some of my best friends through Twitch. Um, and it's been a great place to grow a community. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of just really great things to say about Twitch in general. Um, And it did. It gave me a way to find an art community when I didn't have that, when I was living in a small town and there was nobody else around me that was an artist. And um, I'm super thankful for that. So yeah, I I plan to continue to stream. Um, I think... An important thing if, you know, if you do stream is to just learn to be flexible. Like, obviously, there's times where you're going to be able to do it more and times probably when you can't. And that's that's healthy. But um, it's been really good to me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, anytime you're on, I do try to I always try to make sure I, I hop in for a second. Cause <laughs> it's, it's always a good time in your stream. And it seems to be the common thread with everybody that that has been on the show that it has streamed is this that it's that community thing, man. It's being yeah. able to collaborate with so many people and meeting so many people that also do art and you never know when you might need a a connection or two or if you want to collaborate on something you know
0: yes um
1: easily easily the best part for sure
0: yes I definitely agree it's it's definitely the community aspect of it that in my opinion is the best like I said there's so many wonderful people that I've met on there yourself included um I don't know it's just a good group of people that and I mean obviously every community is different but I think there's a lot of good good things to be found there, for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, we are going to get into uh, segment number one on the show. Uh, it's called Talk Yo Shit, but this is the part <laughs> where we, as uh, as independent artists, get to talk about our pet peeves when we've had to take like commissions or uh, done projects or whatever. So uh, what are your biggest turn-offs when someone asks you for an art commission?
0: My biggest turn-off? Oh, boy, well... I mean, I, I will say I think with anything in life, there's there's good and there's bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the hardest things about being an independent an independent artist is there's a large portion of the world that just doesn't fully understand what you're doing or appreciate the time and energy that goes into it. Um, so I think. There's so many people that when I tell them I'm a freelance illustrator, they just kind of look at me like I'm some kind of alien or basically tell me that I'm, like, that's cute and ask me when I'm coming back to the real world and going to get a real job. Um, Or I often get asked how much money do I make doing that or can you pay your bills? Um, And if I told you I was an electrician, I feel like you wouldn't immediately ask me how much money I was making.
1: Yeah, Uh <laughs>
0: and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, I kind of struggle with that sometimes because I'm like, in my mind, that's kind of rude, you know? Like, you wouldn't... Yeah, it really like, is. Like, if I was like, hey, I'm a dentist, you wouldn't be like, oh, how much money do you make? You know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. like okay. <laughs> um, and I get it to some extent. Like, I know people are just curious. It's not a super common thing, but, like sometimes it just gets old you know and it's one of the reasons why i wanted to move to a bigger city instead of being in a small town because there there is more of an art community um in a bigger city and there are people who understand what it's like to be an artist uh cities tend to be full of like musicians and actors and singers who are trying to make it and no one looks at you like you're weird when you tell them you're an artist um which at the end of the day, I guess it's just kind of like find your people, you know? Yeah.
1: Um, there's nobody looking at you like you made to tell me that that thing that my kid does <laughs> in Sunday school, you're trying to you're trying to make a whole career out of doing that. Well, that yeah. doesn't make a plum lick of sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um
0: Along with people not understanding, uh, is when people don't know anything about art, they typically ask me to do jobs that i hate like <laughs> throwing their kids and i'm oh. sorry i'm sure your kids are <laughs> cute but it, there's times where i've been hard up on money that i'll take those jobs but it's right. just not the kind of work that i want to be doing i want to be illustrating fantasy and surrealistic portrait for books and creating fine art um when someone asks me for those kind of jobs a lot of times. You know, they give you a grainy photo off Facebook and they're like, here, I'll pay you $20 to do this. And, you know, a lot of it, its it's they just don't know. They just don't know. They don't know how long it takes. Um, which, again, I, I try not to get upset because part of it is like, it's my job to educate and be like, hey, you know, when you see the pieces I do, it takes me 20 to 40 hours sometimes. And there's no way that I can do this for you for $20 or also my big thing. A lot of times is like when somebody wants a replication of a photo, I always think like, why don't, why don't you just have a photo? But you know, that's, you know, that neither here nor (laughs) there. Yes. (laughs) And sometimes people are nice about it after I explain and other times they are still kind of rude. But like I said, every job has good and bad. Um, Lastly, I think, is, like, don't contact me and ask me to do something that you know is not my forte. <laughs> or ask me to do it like another artist would. Because I oh always think, my like, God. why why are you contacting me at that point? Like, why <laughs> not just contact the other artists and have them do it? Because I've had that several times when they're like, hey, could you do this, but just draw it like this artist would? And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, why are you... Why are you having me draw it then? Or I've had some times where people are like, Hey, I'm gonna give you this thing and I know it's super out of your wheelhouse, but I think it'll be you know, it'll be good good challenge for you and I'm like, oh, uh, okay. I mean I, I you know, again, sometimes I'll take it, but I'm like, let's just I don't know why you would want me to do this when you know it's not gonna be my strength, but okay, you know. <laughs> yeah. I always I didn't think it has like, to
1: be challenged, you know what I mean? Like you
0: can- <laughs> I mean, there's a difference, too, between, like, a good challenge and something where you're like, like, I just have never done this in my life. Like, why would you choose, you know, (laughs) me as an artist instead of somebody that you know is going to do a good job? Like, I always think look at an artist's body of work before you commission them and make sure you like what they're doing because then you know you're going to like what you're getting instead of, like, I think sometimes people are just trying to get... I I don't know. I don't know if it's because it's like, oh, I just know them, and I'm just trying to get good bang for my buck. I really don't know what it is, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm always like, why? Why? What is that, you know? So there you go. Those are my pet peeves.
1: I'm I'm right there with you all all (laughs) of them, And, and especially the style one, because... That is something that I think if you if you ask a lot of artists, you know that at least that are comfortable in you know the style mm-hmm. of work that they produce. That when you are, if you commission somebody to do something like another artist, it, yeah. it's it's not like it's it's almost like a pride thing sometimes. Like like why are you asking me to do it when my style is vastly different? Or like mm-hmm. the reason I have a style is because of that artist. So why are you? You know what I mean? It's it's mm-hmm. like a it's just a no win scenario for sure. Yeah, exactly. That's definitely one of my big ones that you mentioned for sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But, but yeah, so what is the most stressful project that you've ever taken on for commission or otherwise?
0: Oh, the most stressful project was actually a project I did for an extended family member. And it is the reason why I won't do things for extended family anymore. <laughs> um,. <laughs> Uh, I still do work for immediate family, like my mom or sisters, because they are extremely supportive. But uh, I did a piece for someone in the family that I, I'm not even very close. I've, you know, it's like somebody you see at holidays or something. Right. Um, and it was a nightmare. By the end of it, it was pretty clear that they, again, they weren't familiar with my work, but they had just come to me because I gave them a discount. And it was a picture of them. And they were basically looking for photorealism, and I did not really know that going in. Um, and it's not something that I do, like if if you've seen my work, like it's, I mean it's not like I do cartoons, but I don't, it's not photorealism. And they kept saying that it didn't look like them, and I pretty much got to the end of it, and they decided that they didn't like it, and they wanted me to redraw it from an entirely different photo. Yeah, and I think I think they asked for tweaks like seven times, and this was not during the sketch phase, this was like while I was painting the thing, and yeah, it was bad, it was really bad, it was, they just were not happy with it, and now, I would not do it. Like, if this were to happen today, I'd be like, hey, sorry, if I'm gonna redo it, you need to pay me. At least I like to think that's the case. Um, <laughs> I really struggled with it at the time, because, again, it was, like, a family member, so I felt like I had to... Even though, like, again, looking at it now, I'm like, I just didn't see this person, like, ever. Like, why does it matter? And I didn't owe them anything. So... It was, like, after this piece that I set up some very distinct rules for myself for what I would and would not do for people. Because it was just a headache, and I think I cried several times over this piece. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that was the most stressful project I have done. Uh, yeah, it was good yeah. times. Good times.
1: I like that you mentioned, like, the extended family thing, because I think... Um it's a good it's a good lesson for people maybe that are considering getting into you know independent art is like you gotta understand that your friends and family are not the ones that are gonna get you to pay your rent, you know, as much no. as you think they are they're they're not gonna be the ones that line up when you say, "Hey, my commissions are open. It's just they're not. They're your friends, so no there's that like they- relationship thing or like you said, they want to get like a discount of some kind or
0: you know, yeah, what's actually whatever. ironic is like in my case, the people that are very closest to me, so like, you know, um, like I said, like my mom, my sister's, uh, significant other, those people always, like, if they get something from me, they, they always pay me. Even if I'm like, no, I'm not, don't pay me, like, I'm just gonna do this, like, I love you, and I think that's because that they love me so much, um... That they're like no this is your profession this is what you do uh however like you said it's not you're not gonna like pay your bills off of that the ones that i've always had the hardest time with are people that you like like extended family or kind of outskirt friends because those are the people that are like oh hey we're friends right i can get this for free and you're like no. <laughs> what? No, but the what, the people that I tend that do tend to be the most consistent and, and are willing to like, you know, that do pay the bills are people that um I didn't know at all going into this, you know, like I built up the community that I have and now some of them I would consider friends because they've been there for a long time. Um But yeah, it's not going to be your friends and family that are going to (laughs) be paying your bills. And you do need to learn to set some hard boundaries, which can be difficult, especially I'm a big people pleaser. Um, uh, That can be really difficult to do, but it is something that's very important because, again, in any in almost any other case, like you wouldn't. Most other professions, people wouldn't be coming to you and asking you to do free things. I'm sure there are some. Like, if you're a masseuse, I'm sure people would be bothering you well, and yeah, being like, surely. hey, give me a free <laughs> massage. But, you know, again, if you're an electrician, your extended family's probably not hitting you up and being like, hey, come wire my house for free, you know?
1: Yeah, so, for sure. I mean,
0: maybe they are. Who knows? But
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe. But yeah, it's, it's, again, you know, you just got to find that line for yourself and it's a long process it's not quick and easy you got to take your bumps and bruises along the road but yeah once you get there you know you'll be all right yes you'll make it yeah. um so we don't kink shame here so what is the uh the worst <laughs> or the weirdest commission that you've ever had to take or like weirdest thing anyone's <laughs> ever asked you to draw and this is like, like we have the explicit tag there is no holds barred on this uh, on this one
0: Well, I actually have never, surprisingly, I don't think I've done anything that's been too kinky, which I would not be opposed to. I'm actually down for it, so if any of you out there want (laughs) to contact me, feel free to, because I'm down. But um, I think the weirdest commission that I've ever done was Baby Groot and Care Bear holding hands on a beach together... Uh, watching the sunset, and Baby Groot was wearing a tuxedo, and Care Bear was wearing a wedding dress. I'm pretty sure that's gonna take the, uh, the cake for the weirdest one that I've done. A lot of
1: messages going on there in in, in that piece.
0: (laughs) It was interesting. It was, literally, I had, like, gone into Art Van Furniture to pick up, I don't even know, some piece of furniture, and... The guy that sold it to me was like asked what I did, and I was like, Oh, I'm an illustrator. And he's like, Oh, I need this piece for my my fiance, and my nickname for her is Care Bear, and she calls me Groot. And so here we go. Like they, we they were Yeah, they were getting married. He's like, Could you do this? And in my head I'm like, This is weird, but I guess if you're gonna pay me for it, like <laughs> Sure. So I think that's the weirdest thing I've done, um, which, you know, whatever. It's it made them happy, so.
1: Right. As long yeah. At the end of the day, if the cli- <laughs> you know clients are happy, we got the cash, like, we did the project, it's all, you know, as long as it's all good. You
0: know? Yeah, exactly. I'm sure if yeah. someone else were to have seen it, they'd be like, what? What is this? Right. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, man. Uh, let it be known, everybody. Uh, Bellatrix is wide open for kinky commissions. Uh, I am. I'm sure you get... Lined up real quick before it goes away. I actually,
0: I actually feel like those are fun for, for the most part. You know, I mean, there's a line, there's a line, but yeah, right,
1: right. You know, as long as it's not too grotesque. All right, we got to draw a line yeah, somewhere. Yeah. You there's know? a line. Would you, would you show it to your mom? Maybe not. You know,
0: I mean, I wouldn't show a lot of things to my mom, so <laughs> I, I'm okay with going past that line. But yeah, excellent.
1: <laughs> That's what we like to hear.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh man. <laughs> well, we are moving on to segment number two. Uh, this is called uh, Skirtin and Delorean. Uh, we are going to be gunning it to eighty-eight, going back in time for a, a brief period as artists. So, uh, what would you have told your younger art self uh, if you were just you hopped out of the Delorean? It's red hot. You mm-hmm. see your little young self with your you know your paint brushes and your little coloring book you know walking into art class and uh what would you give yourself uh what advice would you give yourself about starting a freelance career oh i
0: would tell myself it's gonna take a lot longer than you think to get off your feet kid <laughs> <laughs> get your feet off the ground um no in all reality i mean there's some truth to that because i think going into freelancing i was pretty naive um and I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna do this, and in in a year I'm gonna be famous, which is just silly. Uh, I mean, maybe not for some people, but I would tell myself to be patient. Um, there's gonna be a lot of hard things and a lot of bumps in the road, and I really think that anything that's worth doing requires patience and time I think with most things in life I mean whether it be art or really any career um almost anyone that I've talked to that's been successful says that most often than not it takes 10 years to be truly successful which is a long time and um you know at the end of the day like it's it's how bad do you want it you know, do you love something enough to dedicate 10 years of your life to it and maybe be kind of scraping by during that time? And if not, then maybe that's not the right path for, for you, you know? Um, my journey has been a really rocky one with a lot of ups and downs. Life has thrown a lot at me, especially the past few years. And But I would tell myself not to give up because... It has been worth it for me. Um, I think I would tell myself to, you know, get out there and do more. And I I think that's something I have to continually remind myself is to, like, get out there, find opportunities. Um, I think it's very easy as artists to be passive because this is a generalization, but a lot of times artists tend to be introverts um and we i mean you're when you're creating you're in your own space which is is great like that's needed in order to create but you're not going to find opportunities when you're like sitting at home or in your studio or wherever you have to go and the, the more opportunities you give yourselves, whether that be reaching out to people or going to conventions or whatever, um, the more likely you are to be successful. And yes, posting on social media is, is great, but at the end of the day, um, I think you're more likely to be successful when you're doing more than that. And so that's that's something I wish I would have realized a little bit sooner, a little bit sooner than now but you know i also think everything comes in its own time and it it comes when it's supposed to so again going back to the whole patience thing which i'm really bad at but you know that's okay it's okay
1: we're working on it you know we're, I mean? wor- we're working but it's always always <laughs> working on it Yeah, always working on
0: it mm-hmm.
1: awesome yeah you, i mean i think you hit a lot of really interesting and, and good points especially the the kind of Patient and just knowing, you know what I mean? It, everybody wishes they could have been more aware. You know, mm-hmm. we all have that same naive dream of like the art will get me through, and then mm-hmm. you know, the world's like, I'm not sure you know what this is, bud, and just whops mm-hmm. you. Um, yeah. but you know, like you said, if you want it, go get it. Let's yeah. just go do the thing, you know?
0: Yep, exactly.
1: Um, so what are some of your favorite resources uh, for artists that are like trying to sell their work and get commissions or even doing like, you know, merch or, you know, some of the things you were talking about doing?
0: Sure. So honestly, I get most of my commissions through Twitch and conventions, um, which I'm not sure that's the most helpful, but um, I find the more Community building you can do the more likely people are to invest back into you. I really think especially with larger things like commissions um, The more people can get to know you The more likely they are to want to invest in something larger like that like a commission now like smaller things like Prints and stuff like that. I think you can definitely do well on things like Etsy and whatever but commissions I think for me, have done best with, like, either real-life things like conventions or Twitch. Sometimes I I do get commissions off of Instagram. Um, I am going to try to expand with some resources this year. I'm going to be moving on to Fiverr and uh, Behance just to see how those go. I even think DeviantArt has something. DeviantArt is kind of growing again. Um, They've kind of made a comeback, so... Uh, I think it's always good to be like expanding and growing. Um, As far as merch goes, I use Printful for my merch, which I think has been really, really good. Um, I sell all my stuff off of my own website, which uh, has worked great, but um, I sell my merch through a company called Printful, which is linked to my website. Um, and then in print is great as far as if you want to do hands off prints, they do really good high quality printing. So yeah, I don't know if that's helpful. Hopefully. Oh, that that's
1: right on the money. Um, I I was using Fiverr and Upwork over summer, and between the two of those, I had I had work pretty much every other week. Like really, I get, get done with one project, and I'd be able to roll right into the next project that I needed. So. That's
0: really good to know. I actually haven't heard of Upwork, so I might check that out.
1: Yeah, that's the one I've been using the longest, for sure. Okay. Uh, my, my buddy got me on to, to Fiverr, um, and that was pretty cool because there's different options compared to Upwork and, and okay. all that, So, But yeah, uh, but I'll uh, I'll try to make sure that I re-listen and put all those links down below the pod so you guys can go check those out, that's for sure. Um, and then one, one final question, if you will. Uh, what sure. is the address of that terrible ex that did those terrible things and drug you to that damn couple i'm gonna pull up on him i need a, new, I need a street i need a, an area code anything. i
0: actually i actually have no idea i haven't kept tabs on that person but you know i wish him well i hope he's i hope he's living his best life honestly
1: I'll do you boo boo because i'm gonna do me but anyway, so where can people find you on the internet if they want a art commission or they wanna, you know, get some kink work out of you, you know, whatever.
0: So you can find me. Um, my website is bellatrix.com and I you know I like to make life complicated, so my name is pronounced Bellatrix, but it is spelled B-E-L-L 4 T-R-I-X-X.com. <laughs> you can also find me, same spelling at Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash bell tricks um, and then same thing on Instagram, Bellatrix on Instagram. Those are the best places to find me. That's where I'm most responsive. I do have a Twitter, but if you are, follow me on there, I am very rarely on Twitter. So, <laughs> <laughs> so good luck. I should be on there more, but uh, you know, I'm bad at social media. Basically. It happens.
1: It's tough. <laughs> That's why we hire people for that, you know?
0: Yes. And I also have a YouTube as well. Um, I'm Like I said earlier, I am going to start dual streaming uh, to Twitch and YouTube. So if you prefer to watch YouTube, nice. um, it's the same name. I'm, I'm basically Bellatrix, Belfortrix, if you will, uh, on all of my social media platforms, which makes it easy to find me, hopefully, easier. Um, so yeah, if you prefer YouTube, you can watch me on there very soon hopefully
1: excellent excellent well thanks again for for coming on the pod it was it's always a pleasure to get to talk to you uh whether it's on stream or you know doing something like this um and we're looking forward to seeing what the world has in store for bellatrix for yeah. sure
0: thank you so much for having me it's truly been a pleasure i really enjoyed catching up with you and chatting
1: yeah no problem well we will uh see you on the next one and uh have a great day, everybody.